Welcome back once again to the Agritech Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Plains of Spain, Jay. And joined with me, as always, is my co-host, the Reigns, Z. How are you doing today, Z? Oh, pretty good. That's bad. A little sleepy, that's all. I'm a little sleepy as well, even though it's not that late when we're recording. Yeah, and we no, tried, we made an effort, to not record at 1 a.m. like we've been doing for the past couple weeks. But that hasn't worked at all. No, we're a couple of sleepy boys. Not as sleepy, though. We'll be peppy. We'll be full of pep. We always are. Full, full of pep. pep in, in, in Zim and Sam and energy. Piss and vinegar, as the kids say. <laughs> kids say that? Nope. I don't know why we're saying really kids, but we're not that old. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sometimes we speak like old people. Yeah. Like 1950s time, 1920s fast talking man, eh? Uh, we can't. <laughs> we can't do the transatlantic accent bit already. Oh, no. We can well. spoil it on the intro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start this week by talking about the first half of season five of Rick and Morty. That's right. Hack Attack and a Rick and Morty. So what do you think? So, so I should say, so I watched it all today to catch up for this. And I also watched the first episode, sorry, the last episode of season four, which I had not watched prior to this. Um, I thought that episode was really good, actually. And then I liked... That's I really the Clone liked, Beth one, right? Yeah, so that's the one where Space Beth shows up. And then they have the whole, like, which one's really Space Beth? And Phoenix person's in it. And they kill Tammy, which is pretty funny. Um, invisibility belts in that. The invisibility belt. That's. I think that's a really classic, like good Rick and Morty episode. I was like, this is solid stuff. And then I really liked the first episode of season five with uh, Mr. Mis- Nimbus. Mr. Nimbus. Yeah, Mr. Nimbus. And but in particular, I really liked the weird little pocket dimension where they kept the wine that Morty kept going to, and each time he went in there, he'd like uh, he, some some horror befell some poor soul, and then like they. The legend of him grew over like years and centuries, millennia time. probably. That's really good. That that also was like some really classic Rick and Morty stuff. I feel like Rick and Morty is very good at this at times. Is like telling like a sort of I don't even know what the word would be, but like kind of constructing like a, a bit of a I guess like a facade of a story, right? Because the shell of a story, the shell of a story. That's a good way to put it. Maybe is like just you know kind of using visual shorthand and stuff and like leaning on cliche and like tropes and stuff to like build a bit of a narrative without actually having doing very much work so like even though we only got like little glimpses of that you kind of got the vibe you're like all right now they're doing a lord of the rings fantasy sort of situation and now the chronicles doing... of narnia he references yeah, well, yeah, narnia, narnia of world. course and now it's like you, you got the vibes right even though like they could have only spent like I don't know, six minutes there total. It's like there was these little stories that played out each time. Like, obviously, it started small with just that man. Leaving like, his wife. He returned to his wife, and she was dead, and his son was all fucked up. And then the son was old, but then he was old and had kids of his own. And then they, like, swore to stop him. And then the kingdom rose up. And then there was the part where the, the like, the son of the king is like, oh, you're, you're a fool, father. And he's like, no, the boy will return. And then he, like, becomes the evil. devil man. And the devil man, like, has a whole speech about how, like, oh, he's a lie and, like, a religion thing. But then he was real. Like, Marty just showed up. He goes, oh, my God, it's real. And he realized his whole life was a lie. Yeah. They do a lot. They play a lot with that in Rick and Marty, I feel. They do. But I feel like that's kind of known that they just make, make, like, oh, it's one thing. Realize it's just a lie. Like, everything you think was made. We all made it up. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like understood a lot of that, even though it was, again, like, I don't know, like, the B-plot of that episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. Only about, like, probably six minutes of the runtime, and you still got the vibe. Like, and now they're into fantasy, now they're into, like, a sci-fi, now they're into, like, they've transcended, Cyberpunk. and they're like, yeah. So, I don't know. I really liked that episode. Then, I don't know, I think they probably start to, started to go a little downhill for me from there. I was okay with the first episode. It wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't bad. I did not enjoy it. Episode two I really liked. Not quite. I quite enjoyed that one as well. Because I feel like that, to me, my, that's what I kind of like. It's Rick and Morty. It was, like, just 
it was doing a lot of things. It was kind of kind of just keeping it just like what kind of like a what the fuck is happening kind of thing, which I think was pretty good. But I can't see why people would be like, oh, this is just they're just doing the same thing for the whole yeah, episode. Yeah, that's what I said to you is like that whole episode is essentially the same like two minute bit done in a row repeatedly, repeatedly, right? Yeah, endlessly. Just like you think this is the real family. Oh wait, nope. Oh, it was a decoy, it, it and then it goes to oh, the decoy family's killed. All right, now we're gonna end, and it just keeps going until obviously the very end. I guess we get the real ones. Well, well we assume are the real ones. Well, we that's actually something I wanted to mention to you is like because there's been a number of episodes obviously that mess around with this idea, and like, does it even matter? I wouldn't think it matters because they it all matter just to have the, the show if it's the same Rick and Morty this whole time. Because yeah. I've seen people like theorize or whatever that like. It's, in fact, a different Rick and Morty pretty much every episode. Because why, why not? not? Like, it wouldn't really affect stuff, which I do. Yeah, they're, all, they're all pretty much the same. I mean, it really makes no difference to me one way or the other. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not that kind of show. Yeah, it's but just Also, does want, I don't, we talked about this when we were watching it. They kind of just want to be both, I feel. That they want to be this, like, nothing matters. That kind of It's just, like, a fun episode every week. Uh, but also, sometimes it's like, no, Rick's sad at the end of this episode when he tries to kill himself. Yeah. After Unity, it's like, well, yeah, I pick said that one, exactly Dan to you. Is like, on the one hand, they want to seem to be like, we're a little more serious. Like, it's still a cartoon. Like, so it has some tropes, obviously, of like, they're all wearing the same clothes every episode, right? No one gets older, even though it's been five years, right? Yeah. Stuff like that, which is just, yeah, inherent to a lot of like adult cartoons, like a family guy type situation, right? But at the same time, they do seem to want to be like, oh, no, we're more serious, though. The characters, they are d- deep and they have like development. And, like, adult emotions and, and shit. But then, yeah, and I, I told this to you, is, like, it seems like at the same time, though, they would be more willing to push that aside for the sake of just doing a, a funny episode, episode or, yeah, a weird episode or a gag or whatever. So, like, it's, they do have development more so than maybe other shows, but it also feels kind of secondary. I, I feel like they want to have their cake and eat it, too, because right. sometimes I feel like they're very much like a, like a Seinfeld mentality, because Larry David is famous for... His like philosophy of uh, no hugs, no learning, and yeah. funny, and funny always wins. Like it doesn't matter if the character would do this or not if it makes sense. Yeah. If it's funny, they're gonna do it because it's a it's a sitcom. If it's funny, people will like it See, and they but, don't really care. Right. But sick or Seinfeld really does commit to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. They don't. No one. They don't pretend. Really, there's like never almost any self reflection in that show. Genuine. Except for the end, last episode of But even that nine. is also just kind of funny. Like, yeah. there's never any genuine heart-to-heart. The characters really, truly never do learn anything. Whereas this, Rick and Morty, they, it seems like sometimes they want to be like, oh, this is a big one, he learned it, right? Like, I'm thinking of, like you said, the one after Unity, when he, like, tries to kill himself but doesn't. Or, like, at the end of season uh, three, when he's like, all right, I will go with you guys. I'll go with the Federal. I'm, I'm going to sacrifice myself for my family, right? That was season two. Is that the end of that season two? That was two, yeah. Three, he breaks out of prison at the beginning. At the beginning of season three, that is? The Rick Shank Redemption? Yeah, that's what okay, it was. That's bad. why it's the Rick Shank Redemption, because he breaks out of prison. So that one, though. Like, then the Rick Shank Redemption happens, and then they're like, we're, we're going to be together as a family. You know what? We are going to be de- We're not going to let you. I'm not going to let you manipulate me anymore, Dad. Like, this is Beth, right? Yeah. She's like, well, I'm going to take Jerry back, because I do like him or whatever. And screw you. No, no, that was that was the end of season three. Oh, jeez. At the beginning. At the, at the beginning of season three. Oh, gosh. I'm Jerry off. takes a stand against Beth. And goes, oh, it's him or me, then, okay. and then they divorce, and then the rest of the season then, is them dealing right, with that. Right. That's what I really didn't like, actually. That's what kind of made me drop so off. Of obviously, Marty. I'm kind of muddled, but like, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, none of these really stick. Right? No, I agree. It's again, they want to be like we we do ch- actually change, and these characters actually do like develop and stuff. But it seems like they 
pretty much always just return to the status quo. Yeah, like, if not by the end of, like, a season, oftentimes by just the end of an episode. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I Also, I really just... I've really fallen off because I used to really like... I used to be a pretty big fan of Rick and I mean, Morty. we were... I'll say that, like, we're being a little critical right now, but I personally, I, again, I did enjoy a lot of it. The first couple episodes I watched in particular, I was, like, genuinely, like, laughing. And even in the end, I was getting laughs out of it and stuff. Like, I, I think part of the problem around Rick and Morty is that, like, it has been hyped up so much that maybe people are unfairly expecting it to be more than it is. Yeah. When, like, it's probably better than, like, a family guy, but it, maybe it should be approached more on that level of just a funny adult cartoon, not, like, the greatest thing you've ever seen yeah, right not like, the greatest since sliced bread you shouldn't expect every episode to to actually be hard-hitting and yeah hard-hitting and like mind-blowing and and really world-ending like some of them can just be funny and like i think that should be fair like i don't think you should you know just dis- we should discredit them because they are just like kind of just more light funny episodes from time to time yeah i agree i mean like i said like i was on board pretty much i was like oh it's, it's great it's a good show i'm into like half of this season Season four, actually. The end of season three really turned me off. I was not a fan of how they handled the last two episodes. I did not like the ABCs of Beth. I felt they did not help. I felt they just made Beth's character just, like, bad, you know? Like, Beth is, like, the whole thing is, like, oh, she's not did a very... Did you refresh me? Which one? What's that? That's the one where uh, the A-plot is Beth and Rick go to that world, the Fruity Land world he makes for her. Okay, yeah. And she's in denial from the fact that she was like kind of a, a kind of a psycho kid mm-hmm. and that she's Rick's daughter. And that's, that's the, that's the first time the clone is brought up. Right. right okay. And that leads into the episode where she's yep. like, am I the clone? And then she takes Jerry back, which I still don't know why she would do that. Cause he's not any better. He doesn't change. Right. Again, no one's really improved. It's weird. And I guess Rick, most of all, cause like obviously he's, it, I mean, they're all obviously the main sort of characters, but like but he's he's at they, one half they, of the title, they, right? And they seem to do that whole thing a lot of like Rick really is getting like maybe he has learned something this time, but he never does because they do that like twice a season. Yeah, they do the oh maybe my family is important. Maybe I do like the people I chose to right. live with. And I guess in like a low background way that is kind of present. Like the uh, the decoy episode kind of did that, right? Where there was that part towards the end where they literally like, all right, we're gonna do the moral right now, and then they do, and like, like oh, the fact that he had this many decoy families was because he really does care about his family, he doesn't want to lose them. All right, that's nice and all, but also like day to day, he just still acts the same. He's still kind of just an asshole. Uh, and then the one I feel is, I, yeah, I just think Rick. I, I don't know. I don't really care too much about Rick being like that because it is kind of weird. But one thing I really don't like. I mean, I'm probably saying it all, but it's just like when Morty does it and i don't really like beth i don't like beth jerry or summer at all and i don't like how morty's character just slides back and forth between like hardened like jaded kid who like spent too much time with rick and now like understands the world right like it'll like i said it'll jump around like we've been saying each episode like one episode he'll be like no this is the world this sucks but the next episode he'll have to learn the lesson that he like no good deed goes unpunished. But he learns that episode last season. At least you know, he, every season he learns right. that lesson. And it's sometimes dumb. he yeah really does seem like he is on his way to being whatever like Rick's apprentice or something. Like he knows what's up. And then yeah, sometimes he just kind of slides back to like season one Morty or something where he's just kind of a goober. It's like oh jeez Rick oh jeez yeah no for real though like it's it's like and I guess it wouldn't be such a problem. If they didn't do it so much. Like, again, it is just a cartoon. Like, 
And so I, I do think that's to be expected. Like we talked about, we mentioned earlier, but just off the show when we were just talking about it, we mentioned like that and Family Guy. A lot of those characters are similar, right? Yeah. They just kind of go all over the place. But I think they don't, I don't know, I guess Family Guy does do morals as well. I don't know. Maybe, maybe again, this is just a side effect of like being, expecting too much out of Rick and Morty. But yeah. it just seems like they want to be like, we're so deep. We're playing the deep music and Rick's going to kill himself. Isn't that, whoa. This is so deep and like this is heavy right now, right? And then, but the next episode, he's fine. Like that never gets brought up again. And every he, again, he literally does that like once an episode or once a season or once or twice a season. It feels like he like goes and and cries head down in the garage. Like, yeah. Or like the I mean, they do it in season four when he has that toilet. At the end of the episode, he's all sad. And yeah, depressed. that one. Yeah. They just do it again. It's like they do it all the time. It's like and why? I don't know what's up with him. I mean, it, maybe Jack. Maybe that's the most real. Because everyone has good days and bad days. Yeah, but I don't know if that's really the moral here. No, I don't know if it is what they're going for either. Also, I, I, I think some of the episode premises, I just can't get behind it. Like, I just, I just can't get behind it anymore. I kind of agree. It's very hit or miss. Like I said, I thought that the the one with Mr. Nimbus, like Mr. Nimbus I think was funny. Like his whole thing, that plot was funny. And then I also really did enjoy the the B-plot of Morty going into the, the I didn't. One, one thing I didn't like about the episode is that they just... Give him Jessica and then take it away. Yeah, and I'm like, well, why even do it then? Because again, status why even quo. Bother? It's just status quo. It always comes back to status quo. And like that, what episode was funny, I think, and that was also like an interesting sci-fi concept, right? Do what they do well, is that they do actual like kind of sci-fi stuff, but also it's funny. So I thought that episode did that. And then, like the next episode, that was also pretty sci-fi, right? Like the whole all the clone families. He's talking about Asimov and yeah, the Asimov. What's it? I don't remember. The cattle ca- cascade. Oh yeah, the Asimov cascade and shit like that, which is interesting and also sci-fi. And that one was also pretty funny. I thought. I like. I like when they get down to like, how like it's like oh it's a it's a copy of a copy of a copy, so it's yeah. gonna get bad. Yeah, they got to the point where they're just like scarecrows, Pino- scarecrows, or like weird Pinocchio, or like and or like androids, or the yeah, web- they're just like and then very, ones. very clearly metal robots. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. But like, and then you get to ones though, like the. The, the one where it's just a bunch of sperm. Oh, I hate that. Like that one just isn't isn't enjoyable to watch. Like it's just so gross to me. Like I don't want to watch it's it. Nothing. Like it's nothing. I mean, it wasn't to me. I mean, it was so like ridiculous that it was hardly even. He kind of just separated it from any kind of real Reality. human biology. Yeah. But it was just kind of dumb. And then she. And then it ends with them making an incest baby. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like why? And they. Yeah, I don't know, man. And there's the weird horse people, the chuds. The chuds. That was actually my favorite part of that one. That was kind of funny. Chud but it, it just seems like too much at once. Yeah, why are you doing horse people and sperm? Out of nowhere. And, like, it, it feels, it's one of the things where it feels like we should know the chuds, but we don't. I mean, we haven't yeah. actually seen them before. But we're meant to understand that they do, like, they all know the chuds. And they've been fighting whatever. them for centuries. That's fine. The president even knows Yeah, them. that's fine. Like, but, yeah, the, the sperm thing was just goofy. It's, it's too much. Also, when I like, thought... Like, I don't know. It seemed, I don't know how they go between, like, actual, genuine, like, good sci-fi kind of concepts and stuff down to just that. Yeah. Because that's, like, sci-fi on paper, I, but not even, really, because there's nothing yeah. really actual scientific about that. It's just, what if sperm became big monsters? What if they were just big monster sperm? It's... I check. I, I won't pretend I'm above a bit of toilet humor or whatever, but I don't know. That one just didn't do it for me. That one, yeah. I feel like it goes too far. And it just goes too and... far. And maybe that's the joke. It's, like, they just really hammered in so much that it becomes funny again 
that it like wasn't really a funny joke, but if you just do it enough, it just gets so ridiculous that it is. But I don't know. Didn't I, work I've me. never really found that 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 kind of was like, well, it'll come back around. Yeah. I've never found that because usually I just get annoyed. I'm like, this is so annoying. I don't want. Then I'll just turn it off. Like yeah, I'll just stop enough. interacting with the thing before that point. Another episode from last season that I thought was kind of like just kind of dumb was the snake one. Like, I don't mind the snake one. I don't. I, I will say I've only seen it the once, and it it's my memory is not a super vivid of it right now but i remember enjoying it well enough i just remember going like i just don't like it it i really think the big problem was it was one of those episodes like i've talked like i, like I was talking about earlier where morty slides back to season one morty because yeah. he's like well I, I gotta save this thing i gotta send a snake from earth to the all snake planet but like yeah. morty should know better than that. season three it really felt like they tried to do up like we're all we're all having character development. We're all like on the same Morty's, page. Yeah, Morty's like developed, and he's like hard, like you said, like hardened, and and he knows what's up. And and Beth is gonna stand her ground against her dad, and Jerry's on his own, but that means he's gonna do some growing of his own and stuff. And then when it seems like at the end of that season, when everyone kind of just got reunited, it just reverted right back to the status quo. Status quo, which is not not great. Like Morty's still like just a goober. Horned up teenager, like and obviously in the. But he's like so he's overly horny. I feel. Oh no, it's absurd. It's like he's too horny. It's, it's, it's I don't think it's very funny anymore. Yeah. I mean, because this like this perm episode is almost like kind of just the same similar thing of like the the the, the robot from oh yeah season one or two where he gets the robot pregnant. Like it's just I don't know. It's just I agree. Like how many plots can we do that other than just that of like a fourteen of a fourteen year old boy being real horny all the yeah. time. I mean, it is a cartoon, but it's like it's still he's. It's still in your head. Like you said, like, the Jessica thing has been floating around forever, and then they kind of seem like, oh, it's actually, he's just working. That's cool. He's just, maybe he'll actually just end up with Jessica. But then they do the whole, which I actually thought this was funny, when she has her her, her monologue. monologue about time. the nature of time and how she's gazed into the abyss or whatever. Like, that, I she thought that was kind of fun, but then also she's like, yeah, I'm sorry, Marty. I think we should just be friends and just walks away. Yeah, I feel like they just kind of didn't want to use that plot point anymore. And then they have, and then he, he gets with Planetina or whatever the hell and she's And that called. ends terribly. But then he do, then he's like, oh, no, the oh, she, I can't believe this went badly. It's, again, another episode. I think that's really what come back to. It's just, like, we've done it so many, like, they're just rehashing yeah. it. And I, because I brought up to you the, the one from last season where he's got that, uh, a device that like can undo stuff the like little rewind remote yeah the little rewind remote thing and he meets that girl and then like he lives seemingly like years and years with her <laughs> like yeah. almost a lifetime and then he accidentally rewinds it and no he... i think jerry doesn't actually he touches the button and then oh okay. you're right him. you're right that's it and then he's back in the mode. but then he he messes it up so that moment doesn't play out properly again and and the chances of ruin to him and i was like i, I said to you i was like surely that should have been much more traumatic to him than the What's what's her name? Planetina. That's yeah. not literally what she's called, is it? Yeah, it's Planetina. Are you sure? Yeah, it literally okay. is. Okay, all right. I, I thought I was. Where's that going to be? Fucking Julia. I don't know. I thought I was just figuring that out. But so like that, he's all like crying. But like there was there was hardly a second spared for it in that episode where again, literally like years and years of his life seem to have been lost to him. And like again, it's whatever because it is just a cartoon, I suppose. I'm not gonna like. It, but it's just weird how sometimes they decide to, to actually give weight to stuff and sometimes they don't. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Again, maybe that's unfair of me to expect from them because it is, again, just a cartoon and maybe I, we should just treat it more like that. But it's just hard for me to look past it sometimes. No, I definitely agree. I definitely think they're... Because eventually, because it's been going on for so long, it's just because of the expectation that comes with it. Like, they've they've made this, like we keep saying, like they were like, no, we're serious. This is exactly, we're serious. It's big boy time. 
But then you're like, oh, also Morty has killer sperm. Well, yeah, because I guess the thing is, if it really is no different than a Family Guy or whenever a generic cartoon, then I guess what's the point? I guess the point is that, like, maybe it is unfair, but, like, that's the the reason everyone likes it, because, like, this is, like, something special. Yeah, this it's, is it's, it's, something it's, different. It's above average. So, like, it, I think it should, I think it is fair to expect to be a little bit better than, again, if they want to do, like, entire episodes where it's, like, we're developing as a family, we're going to therapy, right? You do, like, the Pickle Rick episode where the whole thing, the, the conclusion of that is, like, no, nah, Rick, you need to, you do need to, like, open up with your family and all. But then actually no one actually actually learns anything in future episodes. It's kind of like, then why do we do a whole episode where they went to therapy? I mean, what's even the point? Like, I mean, the Pickwick episode is funny. And like, I, I do like, like it's that fine. I'm just saying, it's like, you can't, again, I guess it's just them wanting their cake and eat it too. Yeah. You can't do funny episodes like that. Or, or you can't do like serious episodes and then just totally disregard, disregard them for a different joke in a later episode. Like a weird out of the, out there premise i know they've got like because it's like does does beth actually like her family or not i guess we don't know oh that's the thing i wanted to bring up to you on the show here while we were talking about it so at the end of the um the beth whatever that the season four finale is called clone beth or space beth or whatever whatever that episode's called at the end of that he watches the the mind blower right that shows him what what he did which one was which right right takes the tags off and then he's like oh so do you think that revealed to him that he has no way of knowing which one's which? Or do you think at the end of that, off screen, like, while we couldn't see, he, he saw which one was which? I think that's meant to say that even he won't know which one is which. Is that what... Because I was going to ask you, what do you think... Because at the end, he's like, I'm such a terrible dad. And then he's and then it's another, like, I'm sad in the garage. No, I, I think it's that he, he couldn't bring himself to, like, switch to him around. Himself? So he was like, yeah. So he's like, I'll take the labels off. And I'll spin around so much that I won't even remember. So that, I, and then I'll erase my memory. So I couldn't, because I'm sure so, if he had his memory, he could probably run through okay. his head a couple times. So that's kind of, I guess that sort of makes sense though, because that means that at, at any point, I think I guess that does make sense for why he was kind of so down on himself at the end of that, because he was at any point in that episode, he seemed literally to not care either way. Yeah. They, they truly did seem interchangeable to him, which. We kind of assumed was like, oh, well, he knows which one. He's he's just he's just lying, right? He's just being. He just says shit like that sometimes, but he really does know. It's because there's been a few episodes that have dealt with that, which is like, where he's like, oh, if you guys died, Morty and Summer, I just get clones of you. It doesn't matter. They're like, oh, but you didn't though. You made sure you got us back. So you got you really our us are the versions of us that you know. So do you really think that way? And he's like, ah, whatever. But so that just means in that episode, if that if that episode had gone differently, and one of them had had actually died. He would have no way of knowing if that was the real. If it guy. was his real daughter or not, so I guess that. But then again, it's also like none of them could. Again, assuming that we have been following the same Rick and Morty since the beginning, their family all dies in season one, right? Yeah. When they jumped, when they did the the Cronenberg universe, they've already been with. This is already a lie. <laughs> like yeah, they already live a lie, or it's so, and 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 exactly like we keep saying, they circle back. They do that episode where Morty reveals to Summer that. He's not her more. He's not really they're the not really that, the ones. They're not really their 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 brother and sister, but well, close not. enough, I guess, in the way that they all are pretty close. But yeah, they are truly not. Her, his universe was like consumed and he had to jump, and her more just died. variants. They're just they're essentially yeah they're essentially like all variants, variants of each other. And again, a lot of them are cl- very close, but like only it's just weird. It's just weird that they want to. I guess that's that's all it is. It's like I can only take it seriously so many times when they want to get deep in an episode. 
and and like this is the we're gonna have our lesson and we're gonna really learn something about each other when they don't seem to when the writers don't actually seem to take that into account so like why yeah, should they, i care they don't even seem to care at all how many morals at the end of an episode can i take when they just don't seem to give a shit exactly i don't know that's all but again i i think we're being a little hard on it just for the sake of discussion here i do think it's still just enjoyable and fun it, i guess episode to episode i don't really think about all that you really should just kind of take it at face value like this one's pretty funny yeah so you know but said i think it's still pretty good i like him i know some people have said like it's dropped off a little but i don't know i think i still enjoy it pretty much as much as i've always have because even in the early seasons i think there's definitely episodes that i like less Right. I don't think I I know like in the first couple episodes everyone was freaking out like oh my god you seen this Rick and Morty show like it's amazing it was a, yeah it was an absolute you know phenom but I don't um I think even those early episodes have weaker or those early seasons have weaker episodes right yeah. like I don't particularly like the one where they go into it's like Jurassic Park but it's in someone's stomach or whatever you know that one oh yeah they go into that hobo that right that one doesn't like, I don't love that one, that one John Oliver is a guest voice funny to me I don't know there's a lot so it's like. Yeah, it's hit or miss, and that's fine. That's just fine. I don't know. It's it's just pretty good. That's how shows are. Again, like I think it's because there was a while there in particular where there was so much hype around it, and people were jumping on counters and yelling for their Szechuan sauce. Oh God! But luckily, that's died down a bit now, and I think it's just it's just a pretty good show. Yeah. Can you watching it? I don't know. Did I have any? The only thing I've written here is no one really learns anything. I mean, and that's, that's what, what we've been saying. So. Kind of, you know, kind of used on that a lot. Yeah. We're probably just gonna. Do the next five episodes when they come out. We'll probably watch. Yeah, it. just do them in groups of five. Because really, there's not a lot to talk about. Yeah, episode, episode to episode, you can't really. Like we said, no one changes. So we just yeah. kind of give a, a five episode review just to have a lot. So of time. what do you think? Uh, let's. I keep. I know I keep mentioning because I did watch it today. But ignoring the the season four one of these season five episodes, what do you think is the best? Your favorite? Episode two. I think mine's probably episode one, but episode two would be close for me. And then like. The sperm one's really whatever. I actually, I quite, I didn't mind episode five with the car and then the, the B plot is. No, the A plot is, the B plot is the car, the A plot is the hell. I guess the A part, the A plot's the car. Or the, the hell, you're right, sorry, my bad. That, that's the, the, fun, the hell was that's, pretty fun. At that point, I already watched like three episodes, the two episodes of it, and I watched the sperm one, because I watched, I did watch them today, but earlier today, and I was just like, kind of checked out, and then just like listening to them be like, uh, I like it, but it's bad, so I love it even more, but it's good. Uh, there was a couple times where I thought that was that was done well. Sometimes it was done well, but I feel like they could kind of just kept... The end, when they call him, like, towards the end there when they're in hell, and they call the guy, like, Coat Hanger Face or whatever, and he's like, I'm Coat Hanger Head. Yeah, and okay, then, no, Coat... Uh, no, he's Coat Rack Head. And... Whatever he is. And then Beth is like, yeah, but isn't that, like, good? He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, that was super cool. <laughs> whatever. Like, I don't know, I thought there was a couple times it was funny. Yeah, but, yeah. Just, but that was another one where it's like, Beth, you shouldn't be mean to your husband. He's your husband. You chose like, to marry shit, him. Holy shit, you've, like, divorced and, and got him, or whatever, separated and got back together with this guy, like, three times. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Because he really hasn't got better. He's just the same like, You're right. And he's again, I guess worst. maybe Beth hasn't either, but, like, he's just as pathetic as he once was. And again, there is a few times where, where he's like, you know what, I am taking a stand, though. This is my house. You know, I, I am going to be the man of this house. Or, like, I, I, I deserve respect in this family, too. And then... But this season, he's just back to being absolutely trod upon by literally everyone. And he, and he just enjoys it. Summer and more, like his children do, his wife does, Rick, Rick obviously does. does with no care. And like, and they even have that episode in season three where they go to that amusement park and like Rick tries to be nice to him. And then Jerry is just shitty, tries to kill him and like joins that plot. Yeah. And then he, Rick has that speech where he's like, you've kind of fucked everything up. Like you're just a predator, but you're just not yeah. open about it. like. Rick is a 
like I guess in a sense they're both quote unquote I sound like a weirdo saying this predators and yeah whatever they're both manipulators they're manipulated but Rick is more like out there and like very like clearly manipulative but Jerry is submissive in a way so it's yeah it kind of it's kind of background like you don't view it yeah. as that at first but again that's not really gotten better I don't know no he just whatever. Really, I guess at the same time, they also, like, the show was funny and enjoyable in those first seasons, obviously because of the character dynamics, in part, that they set up. So, I suppose we can't have them, like, doing fundamental changes to the characters, because, that again, it is just a cartoon where they're, like, they're kind of, you know, just characterized, caricatures of humans, right? They're, they're, they're a bit over the top, and... If you start to make them more nuanced, I guess, and real, and like have them grow, suddenly they're not the same characters, really, for the purposes of a, of a cartoon, and they're not as funny, I guess. So, like, yeah. at the same time, maybe I'd be complaining, like, man, they if they had stuck to every change they've done over the years, maybe we'd been like, man, season five is kind of a drag, unrecognizable compared to season one. Like, they don't seem to be the same people at all. Yeah. So I'm probably just impossible to please, but yeah. To, I mean, to that credit, I'm kind of critical about it, but. I feel like it's kind of tough because, like you said, like if they do every single change, they'll just kind of be depressed all the time and sad. Maybe more realistic, but it's a cartoon where they, the, with a car right. that's made of trash. But also, they run the risk of flanderization. I was gonna say you could go the other way. I, I was gonna bring up flanderization as well because I was the Simpsons and yeah, Family Guy. Is that if big... you go the other way, then maybe, maybe, and they probably are. To be fair. They probably still are even. Maybe it's not super bad, but I bet if you do watch, if I went back watch season one again, they're probably a little more over the top than they were even then. Yeah. Again, like, I would I think, say like I think Summer. Summer, but Summer becomes more of a character, I she think. She becomes much more of a character, I think. Yeah. She really is kind of one of the, like, she's like kind of a pseudo Morty now. Like, she also yeah. just does adventures with them and stuff, obviously. Whereas in the in the early seasons, she really was just like generic teenage girl character. Yeah, background not caring what her weird grandpa and her brother so did. like that's that's probably a, be- a change for the better i would say i don't hate summer I, a lot of episodes summer's actually i think pretty good i don't like summer. i guess i like her more than you do yeah, yeah i'm not really a huge fan of summer i don't really like how she, again she kind of is the same like i'm a i'm a woman i have an opinion it's like we did that every season like, right why do, why do we keep, like yeah they do bring that that i don't like lot, i don't, don't want to keep are we, like, undermining the character? Like, I don't know what we're doing here, man. Well, right, because then it's, like, I don't know, when you, I feel like when you bring that up too much, it just gets a little weird, because it's, like, no, Summer and Beth both can be flawed, and, and often are, and do make mistakes and stuff. It's nothing to do with them being women, though. Like, it's yeah, not. They're just characters. Their strengths or weaknesses don't just come from the fact that they're women. Like, obviously, the, 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 <laughs> the sperm episode in particular, they really, like, played up, because they, she is just correct, and they just all ignore her because she's a woman or whatever, right? Yeah, but that's kind of the the, the joke. I that's think. a joke, obviously. Fair enough. But, like, yeah, there is a lot of other episodes where, like, they're just wrong. Like, Beth is just shitty sometimes, obviously. Like, again, she's a shitty wife. And a shitty mother. A shitty, a shitty mother, yeah. Like, and a shitty husband, too. Sure. Whatever. Ob- yeah, obviously the episode, she, like, was maybe a, a weird psycho kid who trapped her childhood friend in a, in a demon dimension with weird... Well, not demon, but, like, a weird... I mean, it would be a demon throw. It would have been demonic for him. He fucked those creatures and then ate them and then fucked them what, more. What gets then... me about that episode <laughs> is how how belligerent, like, how much she fights against it. Like, I feel like they really overdo that. And I get up to a point, like, you wouldn't, if she's confronting Rick, it does seem like he's deflecting to be like, well, actually, you're a, you're just as big as a monster mm-hmm. for me. I'm not, a, I'm not bad. But then, he, but what really gets me is that he pulls out all those things he made which yeah. shows that, A, he took the time to make all those things, and B, she asked for them, which shows that 
she's wrong in both directions. He cared enough to listen and make the things mm-hmm. th- that enough that they worked exactly how she wanted and didn't ask any questions and didn't go, actually, you shouldn't have that. You're just a little girl. And she asked for like a taser and a switchblade. And that she, talked to her, right? Sending a switchblade and like an indestructible baseball bat and like a tracking sticker and like a police badge. Yep. And, and it's like, like, I see, because I quite enjoyed, again, I, I, I know it's the last season, but Space Bath. Because that was cool, that episode, because you were like, so, because they, they, in that ABC's of Bath episode, they do kind of be like, oh no, she is just her father's daughter. But we never really got anything of that until Space Bath. And I guess maybe like her being like her father doesn't literally need to mean that she has all the gadgets and everything exactly like him. I suppose like a more like realistic take on that is that she is similar to him in a lot of ways without literally being doing a the same exact. Copy. Yeah. But that was still neat, like, showing them fight, and, like, they're almost evenly matched when they were fighting in that episode, because she's got all the gadgets like he's got, and... Because that's what he tells her in the ABC's About the episode, is, like, you could be like me, like, you, you're you're as smart as me, or maybe smarter, or whatever kind of deal. So that, that was kind of neat, but then again, like, she's only in that one episode. We don't we don't see a lot of... The, the Beth that is still, like, around is just the, the normal one. Yeah, she... But whatever. I don't know. Again, we, we bashed a lot of conversation, but I like it just fine. It's pretty good. It's, it's better than most. I mean, it is still better than, like, a family guy, which I also don't even hate. Like, again, if we just treat it a little more like that, like, it's just a funny show to watch. Because I think I don't worry even a little about continuity in that show. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, that should. I can just turn it off then. Again, maybe it's because Rick and Morty, like, is trying a little harder. And they want you to be like, we're, we're doing themes. <laughs> We've got themes here. Look at them. That, like, you, you do kind of want to be like, well, when they want to do it up a little more, you kind of want to look at them a little more critically. But, yeah. It is just kind of fun. Yeah, they're focusing all that attention on themselves. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, we don't like Dan Harmon very much. He's kind of an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Well, let's just can't win them all. That's just the main thing. Looks a lot like Santa now, eh? He does. He does. On the inside of the episodes, he really does. Yeah. All right, so probably on that note, we'll like attack into the this episode of the Bad Batch. Yeah, sure. Uh, there isn't a ton to talk about in this week, no. but I did find it. I remember last week we were pretty critical because we don't learn any, obviously anything new because we just go to Ryloth again. And we just meet Hera, who we already knew. Yeah. Uh, I thought this episode was a little better because we meet that Roland dude. Yeah. A couple new characters. And we get more like Sid is kind of more their friend. You know, we kind of develop a little bit more. I yeah. Think. I think that def- this episode definitely answered the question of if Sid is actually just a side. good, like, friendly character. And I think it's obviously pretty safe to say this now. It'd be quite elaborate if they did it. I mean, we've, what, three episodes left? Two yeah, episodes, only three left? episodes left? And Crescent didn't show up. They failed us again. Yeah. It failed us again. Um, so it'd be weird now if they did, like, she was evil all along. Like, after an episode like this, I think it's pretty safe to say that she's just... I mean, she is obviously still, like, a somewhat shady underworld character, but um, I think she's she's cool. She's going to be an actual, like, good... And I, I think I, we said that when we talked about the one where she's hanging out with Omega the whole episode. She seems pretty chill, so... She seems like Omega and, like, yeah, being around her. that's fine. That Roland guy, he was, he was fine. We really, like, you and I both, like, the Pike Syndicate guy. I don't know what his name is. I'm sure I'll know some soon enough, and yeah. he'll be added to the Rolodex in my memory of of, <laughs> St- of generic of side Star Wars characters with, who, who never show up. Yeah, never show up. But I know their names just in case. Just in um, case they ever show up, and soon. But he was really cool. I thought, yeah, I thought that he was very quite cool. intimidating, and he was very intense. He was super intense. Like some of the shit that he said, I was like, wow, they just put this in a in the Star Wars, not even just in like a cartoon. He was like, he was like, you better when he was like, you better get us some money or you're. You and your whole family will know the definition of pain. And I was like, oh, my god!" And then he, like, cuts off his he horn. He cuts off his horn. That was badass. 
Yeah. Well, super badass. He was really cool. When he's like, yeah, he's got, he's just like, kill him all, and they're like, hey, and then he's like, mm, this, you, you mistook me. This is, this isn't a negotiation. Yeah, I'm not asking you a question. It's like, he's really interesting. He's like the most intimidating Pike Syndicate guy we've ever gotten. Um, cause you hear about the Pike Syndicate, but they're often like one of the lesser of the crime syndicates in the Star Wars, right? Right. So like they appear for the first time canonically in Solo, right? No, in, in the Clone Wars. Oh shit. Um, when Maul is building the Shadow Collective, he's one of the one they're one of the ones that he gets, right? Along with Black Sun and Crimson Dawn. Right. He gets the Pike Syndicate. Um and they're just sort of nothing in that. It's just he like, cause that episode the him building the Shadow Collective is literally an episode in the Clone Wars where he just goes to each of them and just like intimidates them with like brute force. He just like beats them all up and then is like, "So I'm in charge now." And they're like, "Yep, guess so. guess so you're guess so, so Darth like, Maul." Yeah, like that. They're not very impressed with that because Darth Maul just rolls up and like brute force takes him over. So but whatever. And then they're in Solo. Yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think. I don't think they're in Rebels, but in Solo as well though. They're also just kind of like the butt of the joke. Like they're just stealing from them. They're not very intimidating. Yeah. They roll up to Castle. They, like, beat up a couple pikes and then, like, just steal the stuff and get away with it, don't they? Like, Oh, yeah, they definitely do. Like, there's – it's just, you know, it's a little bit more, like, lore. And obviously we learn between the – because of Season 7 of the Clone Wars and then the end of Solo, obviously. Like, at some point after, like, the, the Shadow Collective falls apart and Darth Maul's in control of just – just Crimson Dawn in particular, and like right. they have like a working relationship, but he doesn't have total control like he once did. So like this is a this is kind of like a weird point for the Shadow Collective, like the timeline of the Bad Batch that is, because Darth Maul is like free because of the events of uh, season seven of the Clone Wars. Yeah, but I would I would guess he doesn't have that firmer grip, and I would say like the different syndicates are We're getting control. Yeah, they're they're kind of back out on their own again. They're branching off. Get, especially with the chaos of the Emperor. Well, like, the Empire yeah. kind of... The Republic falling and the Empire taking its place, there's probably a lot of mm-hmm. gray area that's arising. They can kind of take control and get their old stomping grounds back. But yeah, that was really cool. He was he was very intimidating. And again, I just... Obviously, anytime they do a reference, I'm just like, ooh. A reference. A reference. A thing I've heard before. I've seen it before. I know uh, it. I've, I've watched the Clone Wars. I've seen Star Wars. I know about the war in the stars. So it was pretty good. Um, But yeah... I guess I keep every every week I kind of forget how close we're getting, but like we need, they need to make some money moves these last three episodes. I think personally, something I feel like we're not doing anything. I feel like we did once again. The hunter doesn't want to help. Omega makes him help. Oh my, yeah, that's another thing I was gonna say. <laughs> Freaking yeah, Hunter's got a bit of Rick Sanchez going on now at this point. He <laughs> never learns. We've done uh, probably fifteen out of the sixteen episodes of this show or something. I feel like we've done like Hunter. We have to help. We have to help. We're not helping. I don't want it. I don't want to help. We're not helping. We gotta look out for ourselves. And then she's like, "But what if we did though?" And he's like, "All right, get on." Bro, a lot of times we did it and it worked. It, it, they do it every time. I don't know. He, they, she always convinces them to help. You think at this point they'd just be like, well, "Let's just. How about we just don't do the the, the dog and pony show of this this yeah. time? Let's just help. Let's help him. Let's do it." Every single week she's like, "We should do the good thing," and they're like, "You know what? We should be heroes. This is the Star Wars, and we're the good guys. We're the good clones." So. Yeah, that is also a little annoying at this point. I wish they would just be good and just stay good. Just figure it out. Just also, I out. wish Crosshair made any appearance. Cause he I says in the last you. one, I'm going to hunt personally right. Clone Force how many, 99. How, we've only got three episodes. And, like, last episode, they seem to set up further, like, evidence for my whole... Well, not my, but again, the whole... Clone Uprising. The Clone Uprising thing, because it's like, 
not only are the are the Kaminoans plotting, but the clones on an individual level are resisting the Empire. Those both together seem like a great recipe for a bit of a clone uprising. Oh, I'd, I'd say so. And they obviously didn't touch on that this episode. I mean, again, I, I guess it's it's cool the way they do it because it is like it's and I've said this before. It's it's similar both to Rebels and the Clone Wars. Like, it's it seems, I guess I guess it's just closer to Rebels in that it follows the same group of characters, but it still has like a pretty, um, you know, varying like plot lines where they change. You know, there, there's not one continuous storyline they're following. They got they got stuff all over the place. Yeah, and they they really don't. I don't think they've ever. Yeah, they've well, other than maybe the Ryloff stuff, they've really never done any episode that was like a two parter. I think that's literally the only two part, and they certainly haven't had any more than that. Like, because yeah, Clone Wars would do like four and five, well not five, L- but like arcs. four part arcs where it's like these group of characters are on this one because it's the same group of characters every week. You can just do one off episodes, and then the next week you just do something interesting. Yeah, because it's an anthology. So yeah, we jump around between like clone empire conflict stuff or just like the, the this criminal underworld where they're just being mercenaries and then we get crosshair a little bit but yeah hopefully these last three episodes or maybe the last two i don't know so hopefully these get to be more like the meat of the the some of these plots they've, they've laid down especially because like i've said a couple times but i'll just reiterate i think season two is i mean at least to us probably no like in private they've already gone ahead with it but publicly we have not confirmed yet a season two and i've said before but like they've they've said basically that season one is self-contained enough that it should not be disappointing if it ends but i think they might. i think they probably will do but i'm just saying like hopefully I, it doesn't seem like they wanted to leave a bunch of these plot points open-ended at the end of this season right, right yeah so i hope like crosshair i hope that gets resolved in any way yeah a resolution possible. i hope that the clone uprising stuff gets resolved i hope like some of the Omega stuff gets resolved. So if that's the case, they got to do some work the next couple episodes. Also, maybe hopefully the finale is extra long like the premiere was. That would be nice. That would be good. I think that would make it like a whole And they thing. did a big Camino thing again like they did in the first episode. So Nice hour long. It was plenty yeah. to talk about. Yeah, that'd be cool. So For an episode, we said there wasn't a lot to talk about. We ended up talking a bit. So mm. Good on us. So All right, fun. so let's act attack. All right, what do you want to talk about? You had a couple um, things. I have a couple things, too. Okay, so we we don't have any actual like new Marvel content to talk about, but I just want to piggyback off of something we were talking about last week, and also in a sense the week before. So obviously we did our Black Widow review, and we were like positive, and then last week we talked about how a lot of people were nitpicky about Black Widow about about Taskmaster, about Taskmaster in particular, and we talked about how like people get weird with characters in the MCU for some reason. Um, Like Taskmaster, I really can't imagine. God, I don't want to be that guy. Like, if, if you really do love Taskmaster, good on you, I guess. More whatever. power to you. More power to you. But it seems like a lot of people suddenly, Taskmaster's their favorite character, and they can't believe that they ruined him so much. And I'm like, you guys all love Taskmaster that much? I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but I literally read, like, some people on, in comments of different videos and stuff being like, we could have had the best MCU villain. What? We like, could... What are you basing that off of, yeah. man? Because it's like, that only... That would only presume, like, does that mean that there's people who think Taskmaster is the best comic villain, and thus his his adaptation to the MCU would be just would as be great. the best? Because, like, what do they mean by best villain? Like, best side villain? Because he surely no one ever thought he'd be on the level of Thanos or Loki or any of the like the main state. Like, whatever. But so what I want to talk about specifically was was MCU standing. <laughs> oh yes, we have talked about this before off the podcast because um. 
and this kind of ties into Black Widow in particular. Not not as much the Taskmaster stuff, but Black Widow and Hawkeye in particular, um, which is this is still vaguely relevant because Black Widow just came out and the Hawkeye show's coming up and uh, uh, Young Avengers. We gotta say and Secret Invasion. We gotta Secret say invasion. once an Kate episode. Bishop. Kate Bishop is gonna be in Young Avengers um, and Hawkeye, and so I can talk about it now. But for some reason, people like. And I guess again, I don't like. Obviously, this is what we do, right? This is this is one of the ways we talk about our, our nerd stuff. This is one of the way we engage with the content we like. We do this show, so like, can't. Well, he without sin cast a first stone kind That's of thing, right? So I won't. Uh, but I won't. I won't. Uh, I don't want to like shame anyone for the way that they enjoy their 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 nerd stuff, right? That being said, though, for some reason, <laughs> I'm gonna do that right now. Basically, <laughs> people like they like. There's this um this like stand culture. Like there is with musical artists and stuff, where people like really latch on to a given a artist, particular yeah, well, given yeah. artist for, or a particular for artists, character. It's, yeah. it's yeah, for like musical artists, like, and then like yeah, people get into like feuds or manufactured feuds or like you have like fan bases fighting each other, essentially, and so people have migrated that behavior to the MCU where they'll latch onto a particular character who is their favorite character, or whatever, which is fine and all, and then they'll pick that one and then they'll do the same thing. They'll, like, start, like, fights with other fans. And I think, well, you, you and I have talked about this before off the show, is, like, I don't think, and maybe this will just make me sound like the absolute peak consumer soy boy or whatever, but, like, <laughs> I can't think of any MCU characters that I really dislike. Yeah, like, I would um, be like, oh, I can't believe they're on screen now. I, like, genuinely. I, I'm, like, racking my head right now. I mean, again, like, this is almost, like, controversial, but I really have no problem with, Captain Marvel, like, to me, she it's is fine. what she is. I guess if you find her attitude very annoying, that would get draining. But to me, it's like, nah, that's what she does. I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because, and this, maybe this is controversial, but I've told you before, like, to me, Captain Marvel is very reminiscent of Iron Man, of how Tony Stark acts the MCU, which is to say kind of like a dick. Even though yeah. they're both good guys, right? Tony Stark is an asshole. He's I've said co- that. He's like, overconfident. He really even he's towards, cocky. Even through the end. He's obviously a good man. But he's a he's kind of a shit dude, you know. Yeah, he's not very he's nice, but he's not very kind. To he's put not it, very to, kind to turn a ever. Because like one of the big things we always come back to is that him and both him and Captain America are both nice guys. But if they did something nice for you, Captain America wouldn't tell you. But Tony Stark <laughs> would make sure you knew what he did for you was a good thing and that you should be grateful. He'd still do it every time because he felt like he had to, but he'd make sure you knew it. Like he would still get his recognition. I think people are like, oh, but Tony Stark has had more. Like, I, I feel like people will defend that line a lot. You're like, oh, well, no, Tony Stark's different than Captain Marvel because he's, like, been around longer or whatever. But it's also, like, he wasn't until he just showed up, though, one day. Like, he, they just did a movie for him, and we all decided we liked him. But then we, Captain Marvel, they did a movie for her, and everyone's like, oh, boo. We don't like Brie Larson. Boo, it's Brie Larson. She's going to ruin Star Wars and Marvel and everything. She's <laughs> raping my childhood. Oh, I can't believe this. Academy Award-winning actress is gonna be in the movies I like, oh, making them more legitimate in the process. They're gonna make her Darth Revan from my favorite game, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. How could they do this? How could how could Kathleen Kennedy do it? Doesn't she know my childhood is directly connected to this one character in this one game? Ah! I can't believe this happened. I'm gonna go on Twitter. But so, um, God, I hate so I don't hate her. I don't know. I like my, there's villains that funny. I don't. My but, sister said she she thinks Brielson has a very punchable face. I don't know why. <laughs> It's just your like, teenage sister also yes. doesn't like Brie Larson. I don't know why. Well, that's interesting. Maybe we are just in the wrong. Maybe I'm just too corrupted by consumerism. Disney, by consumerism that I just like all Marvel. But I she really doesn't bother me. I've said before. I don't know if I said this on the pod, but um, I actually like. I think 
Brie Larson, or not Brie Larson, but rather the Captain Marvel character is interesting. Um, I like her whole, like, military service thing. That's an interesting concept to me. Right. And, like, I've told you before that even though I'm a, obviously a man, and Captain Marvel is a woman, like, there's aspects of her character like that that are very appealing to me, where I'm like, this is really cool. I enjoy this about her character, even though she is a woman, and, like, not to, not to get all weird about her or anything, but, like, that's why sometimes when people really get hung up on that kind of stuff, of, like, well, I need this character to be a man or a woman, either one for me to enjoy it. Like, how could I, as a man, sympathize with Captain Marvel? I'm like, you're really boiling it down to the base of her character, right? Like, yeah, like, you're really missing the a, point. Yeah, she's got a lot going on that make her interesting. Other than either one, like if if you would if you only like her because she's a woman, like that's also kind of lame. But it's it, also if you dislike her solely because she, she's a woman, that's that's, that's really almost kind of worse, probably. Well, no, if I well, yeah, it's definitely worse. I mean, but yeah, she's got a lot going on that I find interesting. So her like doesn't stand out to me. I don't, I'm literally trying to think. Like I think I've told you before. There's sometimes I, I feel the need to be <laughs> maybe this is an aspect of my personality, but like somewhat of a devil's advocate. So when I see so many people like being like, I love Tony, he's my favorite, because that is that is a single character I think that I've seen most of this like stand behavior from. Right, I just people agree. loving Tony, Tony Stark, Stark above all else. He's fine. I do like him quite a bit as well. He's cool. He's great. Again, he's Super. an asshole, but like he's he's fun enough to watch. He's great. Yeah, obviously, good, good, good on you, Robert Downey Jr. More proud to you. Did great, but then I almost want to be like, actually, maybe I don't like, him. <laughs> because I just so see so many people like he's the best. He's perfect. He's the only interesting character because that's that's really what it comes out. again. It's these faked like feuds, right? So the the big one I've seen is that if you're people took like the Civil War thing very much to heart, took it way and, too seriously. And so people who are big fans of Iron Man did not like Captain on Cap, which I hate. I and hate, I know where no, it is. That's, that's what this. That's why I brought up this topic is because oh, I hate it so much. Now I'm not to cut you off from your thing, but because it leads perfectly into my thoughts on this kind of thing. Because I feel like the, a very similar thing happens with Batman and Superman is mm-hmm. an Iron Man and Tony Stark kind of thing. Because Batman, not a great guy. If you're gonna break it down, no, he's not. He's kind of he's fucked up. Like he actually has issues, and he like recruits these people and kind of brainwashes them into doing what Children, he wants. Usually, yeah. Which, like, we're not going to be those guys. Like, actually, Batman's mentally... No. It's... Yeah. But, like... Also, like, modern writers have addressed this. It's yeah. not, like, a just a... It's a thing. Yeah. People... It's, just, it's just canon or whatever now that he has flaws. Again, he's still a good guy. And, like, it obviously yeah. gets resolved, but... But he's not, like, a nice person. Like, he's kind of... He's got a no, tough he's exterior. Very like, he's a flawed guy. And in a similar vein that Iron Man Tony Stark will conveniently these very rich people who do have all these gadgets and are kind of, like, tough and, like, kind of hide their pain in different ways... Their counterparts, their the all-loving American way, Captain America and Superman, are seen as bland and boy scouty when they have flaws. But I think Absolutely. I think it really betrays the level of not to be a dickhead. I just gonna sound really douchey when I again, say it. Yeah. Critical I, reading skills. No, for real. Again, because yeah. like Superman not trying to dog has, on anyone, but yeah, for real, Superman has flaws. Like he's Absolutely. not this perfect character. Like he's and so does Captain Captain America more so. I would say because. Especially in the MCU, it's just several times. They're pretty out there. Yeah, I think. No, I, I would hundred percent agree. Because yeah, like I said, the most stand behavior I see is from Black. Or no, we'll get to her in a second. Is um, <laughs> is Iron Man and Cap, and be people being like, I again though, it's not even. I don't see a lot of people who are like, I'm I'm Cap stands. A lot of it is like, I'm an Iron Man stand, and I hate Captain. Don't even mention Steve Rogers in here. He near sucks. Me. He's too like, it's, perfect. It's literally on that level where people will be like. And it's all for fun, of course. Like, again, I don't want to take it too seriously. Like, again, make your pages. Do whatever the hell you want. Make your Instagram. Yeah, who cares? But people literally be like, I genuinely don't like Captain America. And it's like, it's weird to me. Again, not to... 
I feel like I'd be doing this a lot. But it's like, if you like the MCU, how do you not like Captain America? He's like, he's like one of the big ones. He's one of the best ones. He's the he's best guy. He's one of guy. the biggest ones. It's weird to me to be like, I love the Marvel movies, but I can't stand the 40% of the screen time, which has Captain America. Yeah, it's bizarre. Because <sighs> he really, and like, he, again, like you said, though. That's a big one, is people be like, no, I think Iron Man is a much better character. I can just relate to him so much more because... I have I, I built a robot suit to fly around yeah, him as well. I don't know. Again, I, I know this goes against what I just said, because you should look past some of this stuff. But it's like people, it, a lot of times I see like women being like, I relate to, yeah, genius billionaire playboy philanthropist, Tony Stark, much more. And I'm like, but on what level? Is it just because he's snarky? It's because he's got like snark and like is, is kind of funny, it's quippy. He's quippy. I mean, he's the Marvel quip. Yeah, he's he's the, the the prototype. He's the blueprint for that, right? Yeah, he's the progenitor, as they and say. And it's like, I, but I don't know, because yeah, people will be like, I, I don't relate to Captain America at all. He's too good. Like that, literally, the thing you just brought up is the thing that people do say is like, he's not interesting because he's not flawed. I Cap uh, Iron Man is flawed, so I can relate to him because I'm just sorry, move the table over there. No, I'm just a normal. I'm a flawed person too. Which is but, well and good, too. Which is all well and fine, but again, Captain America is flawed. And it's like, I, again, not, like you, <laughs> you said not to be a dick, but it's like, are you just seeing this on the surface level of Iron Man is a shitty guy, and so he's I can very clearly see that he's flawed, whereas Captain America is a good guy, so it doesn't stand out to me. So he's too goody too, she's perfect, because he's not a dick to everyone. Yeah, Whereas exactly. Iron Man, well, no, I see him, he's really mean to everyone, so he's like me. I also have bad days. It's like, that's all well and fine, but... And I've told you, we've talked before about Pod, like, I think Captain America is flawed in some very deep ways in the MCU. Oh, definitely. I think I've told you this little, I don't think this is a theory that I originated or anything. The the hammer theory that you took for? It's the hammer thing, yeah. It's the thing I like to talk about. I don't, that, see, but that, that's been recently, that was debunked, though, by... Oh. You know, you didn't see it? that? You can actually just do the hammer theory, and I'll debunk it. All right, it. so basically the thing was, and it, it, whether the hammer is, is related is, is almost irrelevant. I, I do think that regardless of that, this is an essential element of Captain America's character in the MCU. But the reason, one of the big flaws he has is that, or maybe the biggest flaw he has, is that, so in, in Age of Ultron, obviously, he tries to lift the hammer, and he maybe can, but can't. I mean, that's a whole thing. Like, I, we've said before, you and I have, that I think he probably can always just lift it because... It doesn't really work like that. It's, it's kind of all or nothing, right? Yeah. So I think in that moment, he probably can just lift it, and he decides not to because he's like, I don't need to I don't need to mess with Thor in that way. Just let him have this. This I wouldn't gain anything by flexing on him this, this way, right? Yeah, in front of everyone. So I think that's really what's going on in that scene is that he probably could lift it the whole time because, like, then that's supported by Endgame, right? When Thor's like, I knew it. So, like, clearly Thor had his suspicions that Captain America could, could lift it the whole time because, yeah. again, it's not – if you're worthy, you can lift it. It's not if you're a little worthy, you can – half lifted you can like kind of lift it you can get right. like uh, an inch off the ground surely everyone's a little bit worthy <laughs> in a sense if it like if you can move it a little right bit. so whatever but in also in age of ultron there's that scene where black widow or not black widow i'm sorry scarlet witch gets up in everyone's heads right and she shows them seemingly their, their greatest worst fear. their greatest fears right yeah she shows thor like ragnarok where he's failed everyone dies and everyone shows died. tony when he they shows, invade yeah, yeah he shows Tony, or she shows him that i guess in the beginning of the movie but yeah. yeah she shows black widow her like the most traumatic parts of her training in the red room and she shows captain america a party where he's back in america 1940s america 1940s america at the end of world war ii and peggy's there and she's like we did it steve we won and that's his greatest fear it seems is that he and he talks about this sometimes directly is that 
I think his fear, it's not necessarily the end of war. End of his usefulness. Because I don't think he's, yeah, I think it's that. I don't think he's so, like, callous that he's like, I need war. Like, I, I would rather war. Because no obviously war. he wants peace. Like, that's why we fight to end the fight, right? Yeah. So we, so we can go home. So we can go home. So I don't, I do think he wants peace, but he's also scared of if there is no fight, what is his, what is his role? And like, that's, that's a very deep thing. And again, yeah, it's not, he was, that's the reason he was built. He was yeah. built as a weapon to f- end the war. So once the right. war is over, you don't need the weapon anymore. You know, if there was no World War II, he would not be where he was, right? He'd just be some skinny kid from New York City. Yeah, he really would. He, he'd have never met Peggy. He would have never obviously lived the life that he did, not, not even close. And like, so I think it's a pretty valid, like, it's, it's a very interesting element of his character, I think. And it comes up in, in The Winter Soldier. He's, like, talking to Sam. And he's like, I'm thinking about getting out maybe, but I don't know what I would even do with myself. Like, this is a recurring theme of yeah. his character in the MCU. But I think it's 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 a little bit below the surface. They don't actually bring it up a lot. Yeah. So I think it maybe just kind of slips people's notice. But I think it's very interesting, this idea that, yeah, Captain America was built for war. He's terrified that he cannot exist without war. And that's not a good place for him to be because he should want, yeah, he should want to totally end it all. And again, I think he still does, but like it just puts him in this very interesting spot. So to be like, to be like Captain America isn't flawed; he's too simple. Is like again, he's not a surface level of I'm like a narcissistic asshole who pushes away the people I love, like Iron Man. Yeah, but he's still he's got some depth. He's got flaws and layers, like an yeah, onion, like an onion. And I feel like that ties into kind of the hate that comes from th- with Thor. Yeah, this isn't, isn't isn't quite goat stan culture, but. Thor, I think, in my personal opinion, and I will fight this to my last breath, I think the arc he goes through from Ragnarok to Endgame is probably one of the best in the MCU, truthfully. Because he has such an an interesting arc. True. Yeah. Because he, in Ragnarok, he loses almost everything. His home, his eye, his hammer, his father, mm-hmm. a sister, like, and then he becomes king, and then it's all taken away from him. And when one of the best scenes in that movie, in my opinion, of Infinity War, a movie I very much enjoy, is when he's talking to Rocket, and he gets very emotional, and he talks about how everyone he's been known is killed, but he has to win. Like, he's yeah. always won, and fate wills it so, and he's so sure it's like a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's confidence, but it's it's almost, like, warped. In that scene in particular, perverted. It, it's very, it seems very, like, false. Like, yeah, like, he's putting it on. It's a bit of false confidence. Yeah, like, well, I've done it before. He's never fought me twice. Yeah, it's ins- he's yeah, he's insane. He's not he's not thinking or talking rationally when he's like, oh, I'm gonna. Well, yeah, I gotta beat Thanos. He never faced me. And Rocket's like, he he what? did, and he kicked your ass. He, he just did that at the beginning of this movie. Where <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but he didn't do me. Uh, no one's ever fought time. me twice. <laughs> like that's it's insane. It and then he's actually... like, he's like, he's like, well, what if you lose? And he goes, well, okay, what else could I? Well, it's like it doesn't. And then he and then he and then it kind of and then like the the sheer is gone. He goes, well, what else could I lose? And then that's capped off i mean we're saying this but this has been done to death but i, I want to talk about it it's when he goes for the chest yeah he like it's so it's it's so euphoric for him to get him to show thanos mm-hmm. up and then it instantly backfires and he feels responsible because it, it is his he didn't fault. really follow through yeah, yeah he he got too much in his own head he knew what he should have done and he ignored it mm-hmm. to just get the glory and then people don't like fat thor and i think that's again a portrayal of the character. Like, that's very important. And I think it's important, not even just for Thor, but for people watching. Yeah. Like, that, I, I hear all the time that people love the scene where he gets Mjolnir back. Yeah. Because it shows that even though he's, like, very clearly depressed and sad and, like, can't handle it, 
He's still worthy. Like he he, still worthy. he's still yeah. Thor. Yeah. He's still who he is. Like it doesn't define him. And to take that away from him is I think is disingenuous. I, I agree. It's very weird when people are like, I don't I mean, I understand it to an extent that it would be nice if everyone if all the main Avengers were sort of on their A game for Endgame, like for the last outing as that that roster at least. Yeah. It would be nice if everyone was on the top of their game. But then again, none of them really are. Yeah. Like they're all in kind of a weird space because of what happened. And yeah, obviously Thor's is the most visible, but also by the end he is still Thor. Like I, I see people be like, "Oh, I kind of wish." Well, the, what, they could have done Fat Thor, but then at the end when he gets his hammers, why doesn't he just not be fat anymore? It's like, well, if it's a purpose, that makes him come on. that ruins it. Right. If he becomes also, thin, he's still Thor. Yeah, he's still, he's still, still summon lightning. <laughs> like he's not ultra powerful. He's not weak. Strong because he's buff. buff. He's, he's strong because he's a like an alien, so he's yeah. still He's still strong and all. Fat Thor could probably beat everybody up. Still beat everyone up. Yeah, yeah. like, it was only like that. Even Buff Thor didn't beat Thanos. Right. Like, Buff, exactly. he could still beat all of them. Well, because you're right. Like, when people are like, oh, that's not how it should have gone. There was nowhere else. And again, this is one of those things where, like, I suppose if you take it back eight steps, you're like, they should have done it differently here, 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 then here, then here to get to that point. But at some point, it's like, there was nowhere for him to go. If if you had seen Infinity War, again, maybe you don't like how they handled him in that one, fine, but if you'd seen Infinity War, it, there is nowhere for him to go because he can't just keep going. Yeah, the whole movie was him with Building this, like, back up. This, this, yeah, this just rage burning in him and this false bravado, and then it's stripped away piece by piece between like him beating, failing to beat Thanos, and then like in the beginning of Endgame, he's just like furious right because yeah. like you said it's another thing where he's like he thinks it's his fault and then he kills thanos but it doesn't actually do anything he, it's too little too late like there was nowhere else for him to go he, he he needed to be i think he probably needed to be broken down in a way so that he could build up again because the yeah. thor that we have at the end of infinity war is not in a good place in his own right i mean he's it's it's interesting it's a cool character like a lot of people myself included i really do like that when he rolls up at the Battle of Wakanda. Oh, that's a great scene. Like, it's really cool and all, but yeah. he's not, he's obviously actually not in a good place, right? He's not actually addressing any of the he's things. Just, he's just, he's, vent, he's coping yeah. with it in a, in a bad way. In a bad and way. And one of the great things about Endgame is when he talks to his, talks to his mom. Like, yeah. that really sets up the rest of his arc because she's like, well, everybody fails. Like, you need, yeah. like, just accept it. Like, it's fine. It's okay if you failed. Like, you tried your best and you didn't, it didn't work. And that's not the end of the world. And a I mean, big, it kind of was. It, well, in his case, it was and, almost and, literally. It, in the world. <laughs> uh, it literally was. Many people died. Trillions <laughs> of people died. But also, that wasn't all on him. Yeah. There was he a lot can't of, take that all himself. Because there were other people. He wasn't the only guy. He wasn't the last line of defense. They, they let it get to that point, either. Yeah, exactly. But uh, he just had to figure out who like he wants to be, like, who he really is. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always been, and I think it's, I think through the entire movies of what they built, like you said, like, oh... If they did the first Thor movie differently, maybe. But the whole movie is him. Th- all of his movies that he's in are him thinking that he has to be the warrior of Asgard, the sword that defends, and he has to be perfect, and he has to win every single time. Mm-hmm. And his mom's like, well, you don't. Like, right. you're, you're just like a like Again, a, he a, seems a to take it. They all, again, though, they are kind of all dealing with that in Endgame. Like, Tony has his own kind of moment of, like, I failed, right? In, 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 in Infinity War, all three of, the, well, I mean, obviously pretty much every Avenger, but the three you know, big, big main ones in yeah, particular. The big three of them. They all do that. They all go one-on-one with Thanos at a point and fail. Like, Tony, I guess, lasts the longest. Like, he has that kind of protracted battle with Thanos on Titan. But he loses, right? Cap. Then he pulls Cap, up. Cap, Cap, 
obviously just because of his power set can last for hardly a second, but he puts up a good try and he, he fails. Yeah. Well, there I, mean, is, I know people have noted that in that scene where he pushes the gauntlet, mm-hmm. Thanos kind of like gives him a look like, oh, you're actually maybe better. And then he just punches him in the face yeah. with a non-gauntlet hand. So to show that, okay, you got strength, but I'm just so above you. It's not even, it's yeah. not even funny. It's again, like not fighting a dinosaur. Once again, not to be these kind of guys, but not yeah, to, it, not to be this guy. <laughs> but it does kind of feel like people are like, he's fat. That's not cool. It made him funny. Why can't he be cool? Why, why isn't he buff and strong? It's like, well, kind of read what's going on here, man. Read the room, dude. Tell what they, yeah, listen to what they're telling you. Like, watch this is, the movie. This is important for Just him. watch the movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. We need character development going on. This isn't Rick and Morty. They actually <laughs> develop characters. Look at that. That's what you, See, that's what people come for on our show, Zach. Callbacks. That's right. Full circle. So, I, we've kind of got uh, veered a little off track here, but... <laughs> Because I said, I promised this was actually tied into Hawkeye and Black Widow, <laughs> and we didn't actually talk about we either of them about yet. Thor. Um, the furthest one of them away. But so, so yeah, the Cap one and the Iron Man one is one that I think is silly, because even though they do have the feud in Civil War, which, like, I don't know, this is, the, people also argue about the Civil War thing, even to this day. I always just thought, like, I, I was on, I suppose, Team Cap, if I had to pick one, right? I don't know about you, but, like, in that movie, it's clearly just, like, and I don't... Maybe it's because that is a Captain America movie. They they do present both sides having some strengths, but like within that movie, I, I think it's pretty cut and dry that but Captain America is just right in the right um, on this one. I definitely. I mean, maybe and maybe it's like well, they didn't they can't really know that until the very end and every all the pieces are in play. But also, pretty much the whole movie through, you're like he's right because yeah. Bucky didn't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Accords were no good, right? The next movie we see the Avengers in in Infinity War. Ross is like, well, you can't do that. You can't go save the world now because of the Accords. So the Accords clearly were a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Literally, Rhodey is like, fuck, I shouldn't have signed these Accords, Ross. You're a dick. <laughs> I'm going to get court-martialed. I don't give a shit. Like, because they're bo- here's the thing, I guess, is that in that movie, they're both acting out of emotion, right? Cap is doing a lot of he does because of how he feels about his friend Bucky. And Iron Man's doing a lot of what he does in that movie because of that woman who kills him in the beginning, right? Yeah. Because that's, that is Cap, or like Iron Man's whole thing in the MCU is that he's just constantly burdened with all his guilt right from what his old life from his old life and this is just kind of like a microcosm of that it's not the same thing of course but he's like i thought i was doing better like i i stopped selling weapons i thought we were doing the we were being the avengers and then i tried to fight the hall that also that also like was bad yeah i still i still messed up and, and people got hurt because of me again it's like kind of ignoring that they saved the whole planet when they did that that's the type of stuff that i hate like I mean, again, we're getting very <laughs> off track, but, like, the whole, like, oh, what about the, the casual, what about the people who got hurt? If they didn't do anything, like, yeah, when they're, like, oh, and now, I guess Age of Ultron's a little different because Iron Man literally created Ultron, so, like, and that way he did create the problem. I guess if you if you totally took him out of the equation, there would have never been no flying city to begin with, but when, when that mom is like, you dropped a building on my son! Yeah, but also, I stopped him from destroying the planet, which is what he was gonna do. Yeah, he's <laughs> But gonna... whatever. So, yeah, that's a big one, is, is the Cap versus uh, Iron Man feels. But then the other big one, for some reason, bizarrely enough, is people who are... Um, like Black Widow, Natasha stands, and then they're against Clint Barton. Yeah, they're against Hawkeye, which is very strange because in the, they're not even antagonist in the stuff in the, in the in the MCU, right? Like in the in the in the story content. Yeah. In obviously because of Civil War, like there is a bit of like, well, Cap versus Tony stuff, right? That is going on, but in the, I, I get on, they are on opposite sides of the Civil War, but also 
they're still best friends. Yeah. So it's very weird to me that people are like, years. yeah, I love Natasha, but I hate Clint, even though they like each other very much. They're best friends. And they say, and they like, even in Civil War, they're like, oh, we're still gonna be friends after this. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, pencil hard, you hit me. Like they, like they're not really taking it too seriously with each Crazy. other. Crazy. Black Widow's almost entire motivation in the first Avengers movie is to save him in particular. Yeah. And I mean, they're they her kids call her Aunt Nat. Yeah, it's very, it's a very strange one to me. And this, this was recently like reignited by, by the Black Widow movie coming out. Is like people who are very mad about her being killed. And this actually does still kind of tie in the Iron Man one. Is like a lot of people really hate that about Endgame. Is that Cap and Natasha, or not Cap, Iron Man and Natasha die? I mean, Cap obviously does his own sort of end, but which, again, like if that's your favorite character, I understand. But also, like sometimes that happens in narratives. I don't know. Sometimes the character has to die. It's whatever. But so that's been reignited, though. Basically, the whole like it should have been it should have been Hawkeye, which I just disagree with. I agree. I I agree with your disagreement. Quite frankly, I mean, I like. I, again, maybe I'm biased because I, I probably would have always said I like Hawkeye more. One, just because he's a bit of like a, uh, he's a bit of an underdog because everyone since the Avengers came out has been making like the Hawkeye jokes. Like, how many arrows? What's he going to bring? Six arrows? Uh, I got 11 of them. <laughs> so like, There's a whole yeah, SNL yeah, sketch about that. The whole SNL sketch and everything, which is fine. And like, fair enough. But I like Hawkeye. I've talked before and we'll, 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 we shall talk again about that comic run that I love so much. So I, I'm a fan of Hawkeye, and I've always kind of rooted for him even in the MCU. I like Jeremy Renner as an actor and a lot of various stuff that also isn't just the MCU. Right. He's got his own band. Yeah. <laughs> he does do that sometimes. Good on him. But so I I never personally got it. Why people – because, like, people – they just come up with the silliest takes to, to tear down Hawkeye. Like, oh, how come when he was Ronan, he was killing Asian people? It's like, but I, he wasn't maybe? only he wasn't only killing Asian people. He killed cartels and well, Mexico. I get no, you, I, you're right. I, I I was being a little disingenuous. People are like, why was he only keep killing people of color? Because <laughs> it's like he's in Mexico killing cartels, and then he's in Japan killing the yakuza. Are the only ones we see. Now, I would argue one that we just don't see him, For but five he's years. presumably killing people the world over. Yeah. Second of all, the Mexican cartel and the Japanese yakuza are the most prominent. They're just bad guys. Like it's it's a weird hill to die on to be like, well, he was killing the cartel was racist of him it's like really come on yeah the cartel are not good and also good it's guys. like if you're a, if you're a black widow fan who's like clint didn't deserve to live because he was so far gone and all because he killed people and but you like black widow do you know what she did you here's know what she thing. is here's the thing and i'm not even saying this bothers me because it just doesn't but everyone in the mcu are killers yeah they're all killers like they don't have any quibbles like it with it like they do in the comics sometimes They'll kill anyone. They'll kill anyone and everyone. <laughs> if there's a bad guy, they will kill them. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. Which is just what people do in the world. Like, soldiers and stuff. I don't know. Like, because in a lot of ways, in the sort of, in the sake of, like, realism, a lot of the characters are just made into sort of, like, special forces. Like, that's what Hawkeye did. He was essentially a government assassin. Black Widow was a government assassin for, for two different governments, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Tony Stark sold weapons to the government. Yeah. But once he has his Iron Man sh- suit... Those aren't um. Those aren't exactly less than lethal, are they? No, they're shooting he's rocketing lasers. dudes. He's lasering and rocketing dudes all the live long day. Captain America in Civil or in those a giant Winter metal Soldier. disc at people <laughs> in the Winter Soldier when they when they bring him on board and they make him like a government agent. He's just he's just working as also like just a yeah just a special ops soldier. He's that that scene where he like raids the boat. He probably kills half those guys because he just punches 
so hard. Yeah, punches him right through steel. Yeah, he's punching him into walls and like off of the boat and stuff. He's, yeah, they're dead. They've drowned. He's killing dudes for sure. Yeah, they're all dead. Um, which again, it's like, and Thor especially. He's a warrior. He's a thousands of year old. Oh my warrior. goodness. Who kill, Thor kill anyone? His everyone. first movie, he kills Frostbite for fun. Oh my god, he's yeah. So like, this weird like it just feels like they're manufacturing again because of this weird stand culture shit. I don't get it. You're allowed to like Hawkeye. Or, I guess, in this case, you're allowed to like Black Widow. And also think Hawkeye's just neat. Or just nothing. But you don't have to, like, manufacture reasons why he's bad and should have died instead. Yeah, I Because guess. here's the thing. For the purposes of the story, it it was the only way to go, I think. Oh, yeah. 100% One. Agree. Now, they both had this, this going on, so, it, you know, they both had, like, the, oh, I've done bad stuff. I want to be, like, this is a way to redeem myself. But... For Black Widow in particular, that has been her through line for literally the entire MCU since Avengers 1, right? Mm -hmm. Her whole thing has been, I have a dark past that I'm trying to make up for. Hawkeye's dark past is all essentially from... Government sanctioned. Well, I was going to say from that movie. He's like, oh, I'm too far gone because I killed all those cartel guys. But that has never been a plot point for him prior to that, right? He never, again, he probably did do some bad stuff, but it never seemed to really weigh on him like it did Black Widow in particular. Yeah, Black Widow's whole life has been like yeah, and well, unfortunately and drenched in blood. MCU Hawkeye seems to have always just been on the. And maybe we'll get more of this in his, his solo show. We'll see some more of his they backstory. Ever fucking announce what is going to come out? But he seems to have always just been a shield guy, right? Like Black Widow's thing is that she used to work for Soviet Russia, and that was kind of sketchy, right? That's why she has so much to make up for. So, like in that way, it was the only way to go. Like because if if she had let Hawkeye die, she would have felt worse. And, like, I don't even know what you do with her then. She would have not... Like, that's not what she wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're a Black Widow fan, I don't know how you can be, like, that's... She should have let Hawkeye die. No, not really. And then the other thing is, Hawkeye has a family. Like... He's got a family to work for. And I've seen people say, people be like, oh, Hawkeye's no good because he abandoned his family to be in the Avengers. It's like, did he? He goes back he didn't to abandon them. them. Also, yeah, like, I don't know. He had a duty. Like, that's... A lot of people do stuff like that. Yeah, he- we, did a, does everyone in the military abandon their family? Right. Yeah, like, that's pretty shitty to be like, he's oh, go- he's, he abandoned them. He doesn't deserve their, his family because he left them to go be Avengers. But he's, he's not he's not being an Avenger to play poker and drink beer with oh, Captain yeah. America. He's doing to, like, Yeah, like, help when he goes people. to help Captain America in Civil War in particular, because they're like, he was retired. He should have just stayed with his family. Why do you leave them? Dude, come on. Like, he was important. Felt like he had a duty. Yeah. And I'm sure his wife, I it's mean. It's very strange. Yeah. Again, it just feels like they're manufacturing reasons to hate him. And, and then it's not like when... They went, all right, we'll cut you a deal. We'll let you see your family, but you have to be on house arrest. He wasn't like, No, he nah. just did that. I went, oh, no, I'll be, okay, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'll do that immediately. Yeah. I want to be with my family. Yeah. So, like, come on, man. It's very strange. Again, if, you, if you're if you unhappy that they killed Black Widow, that's fine. Like, I get it. If she was your favorite character, that would suck. It's tough to have your favorite character die. But also, it's not, I mean, sometimes it just happens in stories. Again, obviously, you could be like, why did they even need to, why did they even write a scenario where someone had to die? Stakes. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. Stakes, like, I guess? yeah, I guess you're right. But also, yeah, I don't know. They people die sometimes. I guess I don't even know what to say. Yeah, because like when when you hear when you hear that and people like writing their own endings to to Endgame where Blackwood or yeah Black Widow and and uh, Iron Man lives. Iron Man get to live. It's like so. What is the there's no stakes in in that version of the movie then? Yeah. Like there's already pretty limited stakes to begin with. In the to, be, to be honest, with with Endgame, like because those really are the only two losses. Like going in, people thought we'd get. A lot more. I thought I I really thought that Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor were all gonna die. Yeah, and obviously, like Captain America also is is kind of out of commission, but 
in a different sort of way. But yeah, yeah like it's, it's very strange that people want no stakes in in their entertainment. But I, I guarantee you, if that happened, they'd be like, "What happened to what happened to the stakes? Nobody died when they're fighting Thanos. Like right. you can't you can't please these people." So yeah, I guess to leave that one off, it's like again, I don't want to hate on anyone for engaging in their nerd stuff and whatever where they do. But like, I guess my I guess here's the thing. Here's the rabbit. To me, the thing about the stand stuff is that it's obnoxious and not necessarily harmless. So you're like bothering other people to be like, why do you like Captain America? Why yeah. do you like Hawkeye? Which like that's when it crosses a line, right? Yeah, you can you can like what you like and say all your opinions, but once you start hate, like, then hurt, like, stop hurting, stop bothering people, man. Leave yeah. them alone. This is a Captain America free zone. It's like, again, he regardless of what you think, he's like the main or second main guy of this whole thing. People are gonna talk about him. Yeah, he's gonna be an essential. A lot of people who like the MCU are going to coincidentally like him. So if you're going to be like, I'm a big MCU fan, you're probably going to just have to put up with that, I guess. Like, whatever. But so, yeah, the big... But even... We, we got back to Captain America then again. But yeah. The Black Widow Hawkeye one to be is crazy. Because they are best friends in that. Like, oh, yeah. So it's weird to me that the, the Black Widow stands are trying to find ways, reasons to hate Hawkeye when she liked Hawkeye a lot. Yeah, she, they were very good friends. Yeah. Helped her through it. Anything I thought? Basically, we hate people who watch these movies. Is our yeah. our final thoughts? I guess so. Sorry, guys. If you're if you run a if you want a Blackwater Stan account, um, I'm sure you're one of the good ones. Uh, if you listen to the show, show <laughs> you're, you're, you're swell. You're one of the good ones. So, All right, attack into probably. Oh, we at time wise. Um, we're at about hour and twenty two minutes. So yeah, this will probably be the last one. I mean, we we spread this out a little more than I was thinking. I thought it was gonna be a light week, but Me I got too. to rant. I got to do a, a traditional black rant. I think because we got. To, I think we just really like talking about MCU stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's gonna be our bread and butter. Are, are, we, we, gonna, are we gonna do? You gonna do the timeline shifting thing? Yeah, that's what I was gonna get okay, to. Okay, good. I didn't know if you wanted yeah. to get that. Because there was no actual MCU content this week, I just got to rant about a thing that bothers me. All right, Attack. So Jack, that'll be good for the editing. <laughs> the wheel of time. Has turned and the ages begin anew. The ages begin really quite uh, in line with the themes of the book. So we talked about in episode four, listeners, I don't know if you remember. Well, of course you remember because, as always, like I always tell you, listen to every episode every week in, se- in sequential order. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we talked about how we're planning on doing Wheel of Time and Discworld and a bunch of fantasy series. We were thinking about reading them. Because we're really the into books. fantasy, Zach yeah. and I. And our main plan was to be like, well, we got uh, there's so much Marvel stuff, so much like TV shows. We'll just wait until December. Christmas will come around. We'll get these for Christmas or whatever the fuck. And we'll read them in January and we'll do the episodes then. Oops. Oopsie daisy. Uh, Amazon and other plans. Daddy Bezos really fucked us up on that one. There's a Wheel of Time show coming out. That's coming out in November. So now our timeline has shifted on when we're going to have to read these. So we're going to read them a little. Read the first two books. Probably yeah, talk about them on the show. Two books at the very in, least. In preparation. Uh, and then watch the show. Yeah, we'll watch the show and probably talk about it every week. I'm I'm very excited. I mean, we don't have much to say about this because we have not. We don't know anything about Wheel of yeah, Time. Yeah, we have not read. We know the, the general. Let me know about it. I, I got I got a lot of the gist, but obviously not enough to discuss. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to I, read them. I, I, like I said, I really like fantasy series. Yeah, We're big I guess fantasy boys. Like you said, like I knew about this, but it, I guess it really didn't sink in until it's like it's coming. Like this will be cool. I think this show, this is going to be like, I mean, I, I feel like every fantasy show that's popped up in the past decade gets this little thing. But it's like maybe this might be the next Game of Thrones kind of deal. Like, I think it'll be comparable in scale 
and, and scope and budget and, and quality and all that because it's a premium Amazon show. They're putting a lot of money into it. Um, They've already greenlit season two. I was going to say, we talked about off off pod that they already greenlit season two. Actually, matter of fact, like they've, they've have begun production on season two. They are filming season two already, like right now. So, like, they're very confident in it. They're putting a lot of money in it, which is something I personally really like about Amazon because um, the, the Lord of the Rings show they're doing there is also getting the same treatment. Whereas, like, like Netflix in particular has this, <laughs> seems to have this tendency to, like, put a thing out, gauge how it does, and then Never do anything. go. Like, I don't know if you saw any of this, but, like, they did that with Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, I did um, see that. They canceled it, the, too. The, the, I think that was two factors. I think one was that it didn't do well enough, but two was that the first season, the budget absolutely blew out on it. Yeah. Um. So it just didn't end up being profitable. But, like, yeah, they they kind of play it by ear. And Netflix has that, like, famous or rather infamous thing of, like, nothing ever gets, like, a third or fourth season. Like, they like to stop for some reason. But, yeah, it, to me it was really reassuring that they are already working on a second season, so they must be confident enough in this first one. Mm-hmm. Again, they're putting money into it. It's, it should be really high quality. So it's cool. I don't know. It'd, it'd be a nice day. Again, yeah, not we- to jinx it by saying it'll be the next Game of Thrones, but it'll be really cool to have an <laughs> Yeah, knock on wood. Knock on wood for that. It should be cool to have another, like, high-quality fantasy series about... I. Um, HBO has had the His Dark Materials, which yes. I watched season one of, but hasn't been keeping up with. But also, that's wrapping up. Like, season three, that'll be it. I think, so. Fuck, we watch and it's also thing. not on the same kind of level. Oh, no. It, like, this is like... In, if anything, Game of Thrones is not on the level of fantasy that The Wheel of Time yeah, is. The Wheel of Time is high fantasy. Yeah. So, it, it'll be cool. I'm excited. It's probably being Lord of, like higher than Lord of the Rings. I would turn. Yeah, fantasy. there's more magic and stuff than Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, it'll be sick. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Excited as well. to read them. I'm blazing through the Stormlight archives. I'll be wrapped up with those very soon. You better so. be because I'm gonna be blazing through these. Yeah, Wheel and then of we're time gonna books. get on Wheel of Time. I'll probably talk about them as we get closer. I'd assume. All, yeah. To put the put it lightly, listeners, uh, episodes are gonna get long probably. towards the end of the year because we're gonna have Eternals to talk about. Hawkeye show yeah. and Wheel of Time. We're gonna have a lot to talk about, and hopefully you like it. Hopefully, uh, I mean, yeah, we'll play it by ear. I I even had the idea at one point. I mean, this might be getting a little big for our britches here, but of doing a a, a separate little like spinoff, like midweek kind of thing, where we just talked about books, a bit of like a book club thing. Um, we'll club play episode. it by ear, but yeah, that could that could work almost. Uh, we'll see if we want to. Uh, we'll see what we get to. We'll see what for the next couple of weeks, though, we definitely are. There's less going on content-wise. So. Well, we got not. Well, that's not true. No, only for two weeks. Why? Because ne- next year we're talking about Green Knight. That's right. No, we do have that. That'll. that'll and then the time. week after, the week after might be a slower week, but we can just watch a movie for that or something. No, right? for sure. I'm just saying. And I think we'll have some of those. Although, yeah, the, these Marvel shows might be unrelenting towards the back half of this year. Yeah, we might. We get Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, and them. Like there, there might not be like a several week gaps like this again for a while between the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows sure. and stuff. But I don't know. We've got a little off it. track. But yeah, we're excited to, again, we don't know anything about the Wheel of Time, so it was just, this is just general, like, hey, we're going to read it. We're excited to read it because it's yeah. probably pretty good. Hopefully you like it. I don't know. I've heard conflicting things about the Wheel of Time. I've heard some people, like, Love say, it all the like, way through. oh, it's just another fantasy thing. But then I've heard some people be like, it's the greatest it's, one. It's the fantasy it's thing. The greatest it's the greatest one. fantasy. Better than Lord like, of the Rings. Yeah. It is, it is perfect, like, sort of, this is, yes. It is, in some ways, kind of another high fantasy, but it's the best of them. It it it's, it perfects it. And then I've seen some people be like, yeah, that it sags a lot in the middle, but, like, like in a big way. But then I, maybe some people that's less effective. Yeah. 
So we'll, we'll have to see for ourselves. Yeah. But I think we'll probably enjoy it. So we're probably going to read, our plan for it is probably read, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but if I do, I'll cut this out, um, is to read the first two books because we don't know, because there's 14 books. Yeah. So I'm going to assume they're probably going to try to do a season, uh, two books or a book and a half per season just to keep it moving. And we might look into it to see if they've, yeah. they've given any word about how much the first season will cover. But I think the first two books will give us just enough that we'll know season one at least and we can look ahead. Yeah. And we won't possibly get spoiled by the show in any way. So yeah, those are our plans. And of course, like I said before, we got all the Marvel movies, Invincible. We got a ton of stuff we're going to try to fit in whenever we can. Um, so on that note, we're going to probably end the episode right here. Yeah, it's been a pretty good episode. As always, you can email us at akatechjazz at gmail.com. And tell us how you thought about the show. Um, what you want us to read or listen to or watch or whatever. Fuck, we even do music if we run out of shit to talk about. Mm. I mean, now we're not big music guys, but mm. fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. We're slaves of content. Uh, tell your friends, please. Please tell your friends. I beg you. I'm not cutting out that begging. I need it. Please. <laughs> I'm begging you. I'm going to cry. I'll cry on podcast next week if nobody tells their friends. Or we get will, cursed. We will both weep openly. For 20 minutes. Just a 20 minute un- unedited section of us just crying into the mics. I think I edit any of this anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, as always, this podcast um, was written, uh, created, edited, craft services, produced um, by us, JNC. Our logo was done by Jeffrey Gonzalez. JPG on Instagram and possibly Redbubble. And we're as always Ron, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, hopefully Pandora, and Audible slash Amazon Music. Uh, and maybe Apple one day. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, thanks again for watching. I really, really appreciate it. Have a good day. See you.